Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Talking Trade Live with On The Tools. My name's Andy and I'm going to be the host for the next half hour or so. Uh, this week's topic um, is, well, the initial social media stuff is split right down the middle. So let's see how we get on with it. Uh, should us trades charge for quotes? Now, that could be anything from uh, a few hundred quid a uh, bit of work right the way through to quarter of a million pound extension and refurb. Uh, got a brilliant decorator joining me uh, called Russell. Welcome, Russell. What do you think, mate? Should we charge the old customers for quotes? Thank you. What's what? Sorry. You reckon we should charge customers for quotes? Personally, I don't. Um, I believe I've been in the industry for 18 years now um, and I've never charged for a quote. Uh, and I think in order to charge for quotes it would take an entire industry wide change because if you're going to start charging for quotes you've got to rely on everybody else doing the same thing otherwise the customer's not going to come to you um i believe it's a numbers game i think the industry's been how it's for a long time and it's an accepted part of running your own business going out and quoting you know you, you need to work on your conversion rate um but you have to be out there in order to get the work in. Um, I, I don't think it would work personally. Well, I think, as we were saying off air, the big thing for me is obviously the time it takes to do that quote. Now, if you're pricing up a job that's a few hundred quid, it's not going to take long. Um, but if you're pricing up a quarter of a million pound extension and refurb or um, you know a large job, that's when it's going to take you a long time so what i'd like to hear from everybody send comments yeah, in uh, let us know what you think about um should we charge or not um i'm going to read out as many as i can um scott mccluskey uh, very clear no 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 the time and money should be recovered on the quote so that is i think going to be quite a common answer uh, leon yates he's, he's in agreement nope he's never charged and he never will uh, however Russ Munro, he said, we charge 18 quid unless it's a repeat customer and credit that towards any work done. Uh, well, let's take it back a step, Russell. As you rightly said, this is something we've always done. We've given yeah. free quotes. Well, I think when I started, even an extension, it was all done on one bit of paper, pretty much a fag packet, which meant you could mm. do the price quite quick. Now, because of the finishes, because of the detail and because of the options, it takes a lot longer. Do you think yeah. the industry's moved on enough for the bigger jobs to charge four quotes? I certainly agree with that. Yeah, um, I think it is uh, to a degree trade dependent. I mean, I work alongside some builders who have had to quote for large extension jobs. And it, I know for a fact it's taken them two weeks uh, of evening work, getting together plans, looking at structural surveys. Uh, and certainly for that kind of element of a job, absolutely, it needs to be charged for. Um, because, I, again, I know a lot of builders who have done that and then got absolutely nothing out of it. Um, so I think it does need to be put in context, um, maybe a price cap limit or something. Um, but, yeah, certainly for the smaller jobs, I, I don't think it would ever work. But I don't think it would be unreasonable for anything large, anything over a certain price cap to expect to have to pay for a detailed quote. Now, Trevor, uh, a regular guest on the show, um, is uh, struggling for reception. Trev, can you hear us, mate? 
Good afternoon. Yeah, sorry about that. I don't quite know what happened. It went a bit wrong right at the essential time. Sorry. Good afternoon. Hello, mate. Well, welcome. Welcome back. Uh, you are on the other side of the fence about us trades charging customers for quotes or not. Well, I think I think we should because it just makes us sort of like a little a bit uh, a bit more professional, a bit more like we value our time and our services. You know, maybe not maybe not for the smaller jobs, but you know, for bigger bigger jobs that take up are more involved, shall we say? You know, especially now. Well, when, me... you know, everybody. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say. Let me put this out there. Um, so, for the people that don't know, I do extensions, refurbs, this sort of thing. So sort of bigger work in terms of, of time it takes, number of trades, cost, etc. What I do, if I look at a job, I walk in and they want a single story extension with a bit of, you know, mucking about. And I'll say, look, it's going to be roughly 40 grand uh, subject to spec, finish, everything else. If you want a detailed quote, Mr. Customer, you have to pay for it. And the reason I do that is because to price up something like that is going to take me a long, long time. And there are, as we know, there's a lot of time wasters. So I outsource it to a third party company that's an estimating company. And they do this all day, every day. And I will charge 130 quid or whatever it is for a single, 160 for a double. But also the big thing with this, I can give them this quote, which is way more detailed than I could ever do. Um, you know, how much 15 mil plastic pipe do I need? I don't know. I'll stick in five rolls and they will say to the nearest meter. So. Russell, do you think that is a possibility moving forward if, if above a certain value we all start charging? Because it does take a long time. Absolutely. I, I don't think anyone could really think that that was unreasonable. Um, this is why I think it's difficult to give a blanket answer on the yes or no as to whether they should be charged. Um, I think what you're suggesting, yeah, absolutely. I don't think anyone could really argue with that from a customer's point of view. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it would give a customer a lot more peace of mind to have a detailed quote, something a lot more exact, um, because we all know that there's always that air of, of fear with a customer, whether the job's going to run over, what the contingency amount might be. So if they were to pay for something that gave them peace of mind, then, yeah, I think hopefully most people would go with that. But Trevor, do you think somehow we all need to start doing the same thing? Because it's difficult if only a percentage of us are charging for quotes. And you know what customers are like. If they can save 20 quid on a quote, they're going to go with someone that's not charging. Well, I think there is a happy balance to be struck because a lot of people now are used to using Zoom. Stuck at home, they're doing all their meetings over Zoom. So why don't we as trades make the most of that and say, we'll do an initial you know, survey or we'll have an initial, an initial chat over Zoom, give you a rough ballpark figure like you do, Andy, with your quotes and say, you know, but if you then want us to take up our, you know, spend our time, come out and see you, discuss the job, you know, that then we'll, then that does incur a charge. So they're getting their free quote, their free ballpark figure. And then if they want to go a bit further, you know, it also then shows how serious they are about, you know, taking the work to the next stage sort of thing. So there is, a, I think there is a way we can sort of do both really. Well, that's that's where we need a trade body, if there was a good one, to say, right, to all the industry, this is what we're going to now, not enforce, because you obviously can't enforce it, but recommend, and then we're all going to be 
you know, singing off the same hymn sheet. And Christopher Strong backs that up with a comment which is spot on. Everyone always says that before starting a big project, you should get three quotes. Three's the magic number. Uh, that means that two of those tradesmen are spending their time for no return, which is spot on. Whereas if they charged, at least they're going to get something because, you know, pricing up a big job, you're talking a couple of days work on, on the bigger stuff. Uh, Russell, do you think um, do you think even if a trade body um, did recommend trades to charge, do you think there'd still be a percentage of trades thinking I'm not going to charge because I'm more likely to get the work that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think this is a problem. It would take an industry-wide change for that to actually work. I mean, certainly, obviously, I can speak from experience within my trade. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of decorators have been in the game for 20, 30 years, and they're not going to change their ways. It doesn't matter if a trade body comes in and recommends something, they're still going to act in exactly the same manner that they always have. Um, I think we'd, you know, everybody, every tradesman, if it was normal, uh, if it was accepted and anticipated from customers to accept that they were going to have to pay for a quote, I think we'd all jump on it. I mean, I certainly would if I knew it would work as a business model and I wasn't going to lose jobs through it. I'd, of course, I'd love to get paid to go out quoting, you know, because my time's valuable to me. Um, and it's not just the time that you're going out to see the job. It's when you get home, you've got to write it up, you've got to work it out, you've then got to send it, whether you're emailing it or sending a letter or sending it by carrier pigeon. Um, it's all time. And yeah, I'd love to be paid for that, but I don't think it's realistic. I don't see it happening. Sorry, the comment I was just going to read off. Keep the everyone's thoughts coming in. Um, I've just got a really good one. Uh, David Ray, 100% yes. And if you're awarded the job, take the cost off. Now, this is the key point. It also yeah. proves the client's serious about wanting the job done as well and not a messer of a client who wants to waste your time. How many jobs do we go and look at? Well, you know, is when you walk in the door, you're not going to get it. Um, they just want a price to go and say to their brother, mm. neighbor, dog walker, whoever. Oh, listen, matey's charged that. Happy days. Trev, do you think there's a, you agree with that? A lot of time wasters out there. This well, would get rid of it, wouldn't it? Yeah, and this is, this is why I think this Zoom call would be a good, good place to start because you're not putting any diesel in your van you know what i mean you're not running you're not you've not got any expense on your van you can sit in your office do a zoom call for half an hour you know and then if they're serious about the next stage you can take it on to the next you know it gives you a good feel feel for the customer and how serious they are about taking on the job or are they just tired picking and looking to get prices well this is it yeah this is it carl williams he charges 30 quid for a quote if out of town because he's fed up wasting time doing pricing exercises to find out they uh, to find the job themselves. If they're serious about the work, then they will pay. And of course, he knocks it off the job if he gets, which, you know, I think goes without saying. Um, Charlie Booth, a lot of beauty and hygiene industries charge for consultations. Why not construction? You look at solicitors. God, you've only got to pick the phone up and they already want money in the account. So uh, they're doing all right out of this. Um, sorry, just going through more comments. Uh, Mel Burkett depends how far they travel. If it's over half an hour, yes, but 10 minute drive, no. I had a guy here quote my landlord over six grand to lay tiles in the toilet room. That's a big bog, isn't it? Jesus. And only one tile um, up the wall, not like full wall tiles, only one tile around the border. That was March last year. Tiles are all stuffed now. Guess uh, quote too high. 
So guess depends how greedy the builder is. Well, listen, there's sadly, this is another point, Trev. Us trades are never taught how to quote a job. We learn on the hoof when you're self-employed, don't we? Yeah, yeah, you do. And it's, it is, I say, it's, it's all time and trouble you go to. Another, another good, um, another good example of this is I worked for a customer a while ago uh, doing a horse stairs and landing. And I said to him, you know, you've had a decorator before. Why did you not ask the decorator to come and do the, you know, why did you not get him back? Oh, well, and she said, well, we had, him, we had him to come and quote the outside, but we never used him. So, we, you know, we felt a bit guilty about taking up his time and we don't want to ask him back again, you know, to waste the time again. Whereas I think if they'd have paid for that quote, then she wouldn't have felt guilty about wasting his time. You know, she would have felt it's a fair exchange. She got a quote and he got paid for his time. So there is another way to look at it, you know, that you might you may get more business because, you know, people don't feel guilty about taking up your time, if you see what I'm saying. Russell, uh, Dan Coward has said a point which sort of goes with yeah. what you were saying. Uh, Dan Coward charges uh, a nominal fee of 20 quid or so. Uh, clients are more likely to shortlist trades before they invite them to quote. What do you reckon? Mm. Um. Yeah, to, to an extent. Uh, I think more to the point, I'd probably agree with Trev, uh, his point about Zoom quoting um, or even pictures. I mean, I've noticed myself that a definite uptake with the whole COVID situation of customers now wanting to get off quote before I go out. Um, and I think that's because they're possibly trying to minimise the risk of a lot of people coming into the house to quote. But what they're now doing is they're sending me pictures through, which obviously I can give a ballpark figure off. Um, but then if they're coming back to me and saying, yeah, that sounds good, can you come out and take a look? I think my confidence is then up that my conversion rates got a much better chance because I've already got the ballpark and then want me to come out. So that respect i think maybe some of the responsibility is on us and how we choose to quote you know because our own time management is in our hands if we choose to yeah. go out to a job that's two hours away yeah that's our gamble we're taking that um so i think maybe we can handle the way that things are quoted a little bit better maybe minimize wasted time from our own perspective i still don't think charging is going to work not in my industry anyway. Certainly, I think the building industry and big extensions, completely different. Um, and I think, you know, a customer would be much more likely to expect to have to pay for a quote when you're talking hundreds of thousands of pounds as opposed to single thousands or hundreds. Well, everybody watching, uh, Sophie Tolly, she says, I find it crazy tradesmen expected to do work for free. I'd 100% pay for a quote. Happy days. Let's all get round there. Heard a fortune out of that. Sophie, thank you for that support. Sophie, mate. if you want any work to in, shout. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> obviously, the other side of the fence, some customers are happy to pay for it. Um, Richie Maxwell, we all know. Um, blimey. He's, uh, he's actually online today. He's not grafting. Hi, Richie. Uh, Nick Smith. It'd be lovely if us merchants could charge for quotes, but can't see that happening. Lads, what do we think of that, Russell? Merchants quoting. Um, again, I think it's just part and parcel of, of doing the job that you do. 
Uh, I think I mentioned off air earlier, you know, if you were to go to a car showroom, you wouldn't expect to be charged an entry fee to go and look at the cars. You know, it's it's a numbers game. You're going to get X amount of people in and out of those people. You're going to convert so many to, to trades and to profit. And uh, me personally, I've, I've always accepted that. Um, I mean, I might be lucky. I think my conversion rate's pretty high. I don't see that I waste a lot of time. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's part of the job that we do. Now, I think the other thing, Trev, which is coming out of um, viewers' comments, is this is could be a geographical issue as well. David English, who's in the north, uh, sorry, apologies, North Essex, customers aren't prepared to pay for a quote. Most who contact me want to do crystal ball quotes based on sketchy descriptions. They get annoyed when you ask to pop round to have a look. So geographically, obviously, some people are going to be willing to pay, some aren't. So that's another issue. Well, yeah, I, I, I suppose it is, but I, I don't know. I think the biggest issue is having the balls to actually do it yourself, you know. I mean, there's me saying you should charge for quotes. I don't, but I think it'd be a, a worthwhile exercise just to do it for a period of time just to see, mm. you know, how, how, how it was received. So, mm. yeah, I think I think, I think think it's like anything. If, 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 if you do it in an area and someone sees you're doing it, you know, maybe they think, well, hang on, if, if he's getting a bit of extra money, you know, for his quotes, you know, you, you, you're always going to get people that don't want to do it. But yeah, I think you've got to just give, them, give the customer a bit of extra value so they can see what they're paying for, what they're paying for. Well, that then goes to show, doesn't it? If we do start charging for quotes, do we need to therefore up our game a bit if we don't already and make it a lot more uh, detailed, these quotes, rather than just... Um, you know, just sort of top line. We go into a lot more detail, which is another sort of topic, Russell. Um, obviously, being decorating, you've you've got you know materials and labour. Do you break that down in your quotes? Mm. I don't, mate. No, I, I give an overall quote personally. Yeah. Um, so I give a, a fixed quote. It I it is a an itemised quote when I do my quotes. So I'll break down exactly what I'm doing in exactly what room. And then if the customer wants me to supply materials, I'll just get an overall price. Uh, obviously, I'll discuss options as to what materials they want to use, make recommendations, do all that kind of thing. But no, I don't generally break the price down into labour and materials. And the reason for that is I don't really want to open the door. I, I use premium products. And what yeah. I don't want to do is break down labour materials, have a customer look at it and go, Hold on, three hundred pounds for the paints. Well, I can go down B and Q, and that's on two for one. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I don't want to end up using inferior products because people think they can save a little bit on the breakdown. Um, so I, I just don't want to open that door. Trev, we we there's a lot of stuff on social media in the various sort of chat groups on online. Um, what do you do when you? It doesn't matter if the job is. Let's say it's a thousand pound decorating job, and you've got a split of materials. If you're using high-end stuff or good quality stuff, you know, Tupre and Tetrium filler rather than Happy Shopper at B&Q, it's going to cost more. But you know it's going to give a better job. It'll be quicker, et cetera. So do we do, – where do we stand, do you think, as trades? Do we need to turn around and say, this is the quote, I'm, you're not having a breakdown, end of story? Yeah, I mean, that's I, I, I personally try and steer away from customers that say they're going to supply materials. And if yeah. I do get lumbered with a customer, I, I should probably should be saying this, but if I do end up with a customer that uh, 
convinced that they're going to supply their own materials, I price for the materials anyway. Because if it does go wrong, I don't want to have that argument with the customer saying, oh, well, now because the price has changed, I'll just put their, you know, I'll, 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 I'll price the Dulux if, if they want to supply Wilco's, you know, and I'll hide the, hide the Wilco's and use the Dulux because it's just easier. It just saves a lot of hassle. It might be a little <laughs> deceitful, but it's just easier, isn't it? I don't want to have that argument with the customer, you know. And going going back to Russell's point about quotes, you know, it sounds like he does quite a detailed quote. And to be fair, I've, mine's quite detailed. But um, I've seen customers get a text for some work, you know, for a thousand pounds before, and they get a text, you know. So how is it? It just makes you think. Well, maybe the, the, the sort of quotes from Russell and I, and you know, you do, Andy. Maybe they are they maybe they are worth more because they go into far more detail than just a text from a decorator that you know thousand pounds to paint your room. Yeah, you know, how is that comparable? It does make you think. Actually, maybe the time I take and the the, the quote I produce, it, you know, it, there is a value to it. I think. Agreed. Well, if you've just joined us, um, we're having a bit of a disagreement on this week's show. It's uh, really split down the middle. Should us trades charge for quotes? Uh, We've looked at geographical issues. We've looked at breakdown of materials and labour. We've looked at um, smaller jobs not being quoted um, or paid for a quote. Bigger jobs we can. Um, thank you for all the um, uh, comments coming in, uh, trying to read them all out. Um, David English hit the nail on the head. Customers supplying their own materials in the electrical trade. Good God, I wouldn't trust them doing that. Is a nightmare. You end up wasting your time fitting cheap accessories and end up with it. <laughs> I have to guarantee it and take responsibility for it. So I won't fit anything that I don't supply unless it's the same standards. Now, do you know, I remember when um, LEDs first came out, downlighters, and you could get your happy shopper, cheap, shitty, nasty ones. And they were a nightmare. They'd flicker. They wouldn't work properly. And the whole point of LEDs, as we know, rather than halogens, is they work, they'd last you know, 30,000 hours, whatever it is. So I think it's a valid point. You know, you wouldn't walk into a garage and have your car repaired saying, listen, mate, I'm going to supply all the oil, you know, the gearbox, the tyres. Russell, should we make it very clear to customers we supply the gear because we know what we're doing and we know the best stuff for your property? Uh, yeah. Um, I think it's you're, you're leaving the door wide open to a, a whole host of problems if you let the customer supply. Um, I, I have had the odd instance where customers will insist or they say that they've already got the paint. But from my point of view, if ever that happens, it depends what it is. I mean, in a in the painting industry, if I turn up and the customer supplied and they've supplied a brand that I'm happy with, then I'll carry on and use it. But if I think like, um, like Trev mentioned, you turn up and there's a tin of Wilkinson's own brand paint, I'll refuse to use it because I know it's going to give an inferior finish. And I also know that if I've quoted for two or three coats, that stuff's going to take four or five. Um, and then you've got the argument with the customer, well, are you going to pay for my time for the extra to put on the inferior product? Um, and it's, um, I forget the expression. It's false economy. That's the word I was looking yeah, for. Because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. they're looking to save £10 on a tin of paint, um, but they might have an extra £150 worth of labour caused by the inferior product. So I'd rather not but, get caught up in that. But to be honest, let's, let's look also, at one thing. They're relying on our experience to advise what the best materials are. This is what gets my you know, back up. 
you know, when you've been doing this quite a long time, you Absolutely. know, as a, as a spread, as a roofer, what the best materials are. They may cost a bit more, but the labour involved is a lot, lot less. You know, let's say filler. If you go and get some crappy filler from the corner shop, you know, you've, you're probably going to have to spend a lot longer doing it rather than a high end one that you might get away with just one fill. If not, it's two and it's a quick rub down. So the other thing is you then look at the flip side. Farrell, 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 goes, it's great. You actually read my then, because that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I was, was going to say exactly the same. And also, you don't go to a restaurant, do you? And take a bit of steak and say, I'll give that to the chef, use my steak, or, you know, there's my potatoes, <laughs> with my potatoes. You don't do it, do you? So why is it different for trades? It's, yeah. you know, crazy. You rely well, they, on the they, chef to know the best cuts, don't I've you? always found it a bizarre concept. It's a yeah, bizarre concept, and here we go. David English, um, I had a customer spec a specific electrical radiator. I told him it was crap. I bought it, fitted it, and it's crap. <laughs> I'm fitting my own radiator. <laughs> Why do they ask for our advice and then not listen? This, this is another yeah. thing that baffles you know, me. You know, I donkeys years you know, ago. Andy, I mean, it's... Sorry, it's going go off subject slightly, but I've had it. The, the thing for me, and I don't know about you, Trev, the one I find it with that's the worst is wallpaper because they'll pay my wage, a professional wage, to come and hang it. And then I've had customers turn around and they've been down and they've got the the sale items from B&M Bargains. And I've, always, I've had the conversation probably half a dozen times where I sort of turn around and say, look, you know, if you've got a £5 a roll, wallpaper versus a 35 pound roll wallpaper which one's going to look best and now like, well the 35 pound roll so how why do you expect me to make that look like that you know what i mean it's it's a, a strange idea to me that yeah. people choose to put corners the in these areas yeah you can't polish a turd and that's, that's the, the one is, that's the one age know, old you look at tiling you know they get these cheap nasty horrible ceramic tiles yeah, let's say they're they're 450 450 in metric for the younger viewers um they're never 450 450 you end up with a four you know five two point five and the problem is it doesn't sound a lot one or two mil out but when you run it over a long wall you've potentially got half inch gap you know you've got to really twist them around and the problem is they never look good and that goes back to, you You know, no matter how good you are as a tradesperson, if you're given slop to, to work with, it's not going to work. So I think yeah. we should be very, very strict. Um, my view, uh, if customers want to break down, uh, it's do one. You know, I don't walk into Tesco's and buy my bananas and say, how much you pay for them? How much was shipping? Yeah. Well, I'm not paying that. I'll get my own. You know, let, I think we need to be taken yeah. a bit more seriously, Trev, don't you? We're experienced. I do, absolutely, yeah. Well, exactly, yeah. And as you said, you know, they're paying. They, 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 the reason they're getting us is for our experience and our knowledge of how to do the job properly. You know, you can't you can't do it with crap materials. You really can't. So, I mean, ultimately, yeah. if, if somebody's paying you anyway and they're looking to save twenty pound, thirty pound here and there, they're probably not the customers you want to be working for in the first place, are they? That's exactly right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Jackie Russell has come up with the best comment. It sums this whole thing up perfectly. Um, you can't expect a jockey to win the Grand National on a donkey. That is spot on because yeah. it, we cannot do <laughs> great work when we give an absolute tosh to use as materials. 
Um, let's have another look. Uh, what do we got left? Oh, got about five minutes left. Try and get a few more comments read out. Uh, Boom Docs, great name. Is Farrow and Ball any good? Uh, personally, I think it's shit. Um, my personal opinion, it's so watery, you've got to put more coats on the wall. It's not good coverage. The colours and the shades are incredible. My advice, and me personally, go and get a colour match with Johnson's or something like that. Trev, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I, I'm probably not going to get sponsored by Farron Ball anywhere soon for saying that, but yeah, Johnson's is definitely the way forward. Russ, what do you think? Yeah, mate, you're 3-0 three, three on that one. Um, exactly, I'll echo your statement <laughs> completely, Andy. The collars are fantastic. I've got customers. Customers love the collars, but the actual quality of the product, considering the price and the durability, is terrible. You know, but this goes um, back to customers paying for our experience. Oh, no, darling, we must use Farrow and Ball. Well, no, because I need to put on five coats over that dark colour in order to make it look good, which labour-wise is going to cost you more and Farron Ball's hardly cheap. So take my advice, yeah, yeah. pay 30 40% less and get a colour match with Johnson's and you need two coats. So, Trev, it goes back to it, doesn't it? They need to start listening to experienced tradespeople. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, and, and you're there to help. help you know, you, you want the work and you also you want to save them a bit of money as well. You know, I just don't understand why they think that, you know, they, 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 I suppose it's because it's only decorating, isn't it? So it's only, it's only a bit of paint. And, you know, the more you get into it, the more you realise it's not just paint. There is a little bit more involved. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, we're running out of time. It's been, um, it's been an interesting one. I think in terms of uh, should we charge for quotes, I think we're uh, reasonably split down the middle. Um, the, the general consensus seems to be uh, smaller jobs, possibly not, but bigger jobs when you've got to start bringing in every trade from ground workers through to spreads, decorators, roofers, chippy sparks, whoever, possibly, because it does take longer. Um, thank you ever so much for... Sorry, let's let's have a final um, comment from everyone watching. Should us trades charge for uh, quotes? So just put in yes or no, and then we'll have a quick summary. Russell, just to conclude with... What is your opinion, mate? Should we be charging? Sorry, mate, I lost you there at the very end. Should we be <laughs> charging for quotes? Your final opinion? Uh, it's not conclusive, mate, but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to stick with no. No, from my point of view, from my industry, no. Trev, where are you on this, mate? I think I think we should. I think we should actually you know give it some value, give you know, make out you know show that we're actually worth worth our time and worth our trouble. So I'm thinking, yeah. What do you think, And? Well, I'm, um, I think we should on certain, um, listen, to be fair, I think even smaller jobs charge a score. Um, it's your time. It's going to take two or three hours to go out, look at the job, come back and price it and send it to them. Uh, comments. I think we've got a winner. I think it's about uh, two thirds split for yes. Looking at the comments coming in. Um, so I think us trades need to take note of this, maybe start charging for your quotes because I reckon we got about two thirds of viewers on here saying we should do. Um, thanks ever so much to Russell and Trev, uh, two decorators, um, Pleasure. giving their opinion this week. Um, this is also available, um, as a podcast. Uh, I believe this show goes out on all podcast providers on Monday. Uh, Trev also, um, has a podcast. What's it called, Trev? 
two decks with a microphone. Me and my two. me and my nipper Ryan. We have a chat that, about anything decorating related. That's well worth listening to. Um, I've got a new one going out on Sunday called Build It. Um, don't think there's anything else out like there. Um, we're looking at all different aspects of construction. So, um, and obviously this one as well is going straight out on Monday. So if you've missed it or you want to listen back, by all means. Thanks again to Trevor and Russell. Um, I'm about to go and find um, Sophie, who said she's happy to Pleasure, pay for quote. Um, mine's going to be about a five grand. <laughs> happy days. Have a good afternoon. I'll see you next week. Cheers, Cheers thank you.